if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. This podcast episode is proudly brought to you by my brand new online workshop, Five Steps to Healing Your Child's Eczema Naturally, where I walk you through my five-step naturopathic action plan to heal your child's eczema. Now, I've developed this after years and years of naturopathic practice and working with hundreds of families to improve and heal their children's eczema. We really focus on addressing the cause and eliminating your child's eczema once and for all. So to find out more about this workshop, head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash eczema, E-C-Z-E-M-A. So head on over to find out more and to sign up and get immediate access to this online workshop. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids Podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. In today's episode, we are talking about eczema. (laughs) So let's get into this week's episode. So eczema is an inflammatory condition of the skin. But when we're looking at eczema naturopathically and what I've found really works to, you know, get on top of eczema long term is addressing the cause of that skin inflammation, which means that internal approach. So when we go to see a doctor for eczema, 
uh, we the, the most likely scenario is that we will leave the appointment with a prescription for a steroid cream. And steroid creams do work really well to address eczema on a short-term basis, but it's the, it's something that we need to keep using to keep the eczema under control. And that is because steroid creams address that skin inflammation topically. So, they're reducing that inflammation in the skin right where it is needed. So, they do work, but to get on top of eczema once and for all and to really address the underlying causes, we need to look deeper and take that internal approach. And uh, generally, those triggers for inflammation will come from the gut and the immune system. So, we're going to be delving into this further. So, this is going to be a two-part episode, a two-part, um, two different episodes on eczema uh, because there is quite a lot to cover and I don't want to sort of overwhelm you. But in the second part, which we will do next week, we're going to really delve into some of the the gut stuff that has to do with eczema. Um, so, I think we're all pretty aware that eczema is on the rise. Like I remember as a kid, there was definitely eczema around, but it was, you know, it it was sort of fairly rare. You know, these days, it's really common. In fact, one in four children will develop eczema by the age of two. So, it's a quarter of our kids are suffering with eczema. There's definitely, you know, something going on there. And yes, eczema has a strong genetic component, but there's no doubt that our modern diet and lifestyle is playing a part as well. So, whenever we're talking about genetics, I like to use the analogy of the of the loaded gun. So, genetics, if we've got a genetic disposition to something um, because of, of the way our genes are uh, or because of the, the genes that we have, have inherited, it is like having a loaded gun. But it is the way that we live and the food that we eat. It's our diet and our environment that pull the trigger to make that condition um, occur in a person. So, just because you've got that genetic predisposition doesn't mean it is, you know, a, a given that you are going to develop eczema. But I did want to mention that because, you know, the kids that I see with eczema will often, nearly always, have one parent that either had eczema or still suffers with eczema. So, yes, genetics have a big part to play, but it doesn't make it inevitable that your child will experience eczema just because you or your partner have. So, I wanted to really delve into some of the, the modern diet and lifestyle contributors of eczema because eczema is a multifactorial condition. It's not, it, it's not as simple as saying this thing causes eczema, this food causes eczema, or this lifestyle habit causes eczema. That There's a lot of different factors that are involved in eczema, so it can make it fairly complex. And eczema is also, you know, I, I think it's worth saying, also known um, as the, the first condition in what is known as the, the allergy triad. So, um, eczema is often the, the first sort of sign that a child will 
um, be an, an allergy type child. So um, eczema is one of that allergy triad and then food allergies or environmental allergies is, is another part of that triad. And then asthma often follow those who suffer with eczema. And I've seen lots of really young bubs, you know, develop eczema. And it's that sort of that red light that this potentially is going to be a child that's going to have allergies and asthma. But again, if we can address these driving uh, factors as soon as possible, then it's not inevitable that these other conditions are going to develop. But allergies and eczema nearly always go hand in hand. So let's have a look at some of the diet and lifestyle factors that are thought to play a part when it comes to eczema. And these also are contributing factors to allergies and asthma, those atopic conditions. Um, so the first one that I want to talk about is the way that our babies are born and fed. Now, I do just want to preface this by saying that, you know, this is not uh, meant to make anyone feel guilty um, or, you know, no judgment or anything here. Um, but the way that our babies are born and fed can can really have a big impact on their their gut microbiome, um, which we will we, we've talked about the gut microbiome on the podcast before. But it's basically the you know the the health of a, of a baby's gut. So when babies are born through the birth canal via a vaginal delivery, they're exposed to mum's healthy bacteria, which then enters the baby's system and colonizes in their gut. And then if they are breastfed uh, with breast milk, then that promotes the colonization of the infant's gut with bifidobacteria and lactobacilli, um, which are really important and necessary for the development of normal oral tolerance to food. Uh, when babies are born via C-section or and or they are formula fed, we know from the research that they are more likely to develop allergies, eczema and asthma. And it's thought, you know, that the main contributor of this is because they've missed out on that exposure to healthy bacteria from the birth canal um, or from breast milk. Now, of course, if your baby is or has been born via C-section, or they haven't been able to um, to receive breast milk for whatever reason that is, there are definitely things that we can do to, you know, ensure that they do have the, um, the exposure to, to more healthy bacteria. But the way our babies are born and fed does have an influence on atopic conditions. So, uh, it's really worth uh, sort of saying that here. So, if you're thinking, well, um, I've got a child with eczema who is now six or eight or four or two and they were born via C-section um, or, you know, I, I, I wasn't able to or didn't choose to breastfeed, then um, it's not. It's still not too late. We can do things to make up for that. Um, and exposure to healthy microbes, healthy good bacteria through probiotic supplements and fermented foods uh, 
are really important for all kids, um, but for kids that have been born via C-section or formula fed, uh, it's even more important. So, it's something that is important to, to understand. And we know, again, from the research that that more and more babies are being born via C-section um, and more babies are being formula fed for a whole host of different reasons. And it is impacting their immune system and their gut, which has which leads to a higher incidence of atopic conditions such as eczema. The next thing I want to talk about is the decline in nutrition for our kids. So, our kids and ourselves, so this the maternal nutrition comes into this as well. Um, as a society, we're eating more processed, packet, refined food than we ever have before. And these foods are void of the vitamins and minerals that are needed to keep our kids' bodies healthy and functioning well. Um, and, you know, they can be lacking in really important nutrients uh, that lead that, and these deficiencies can lead to impaired immune and gut development, which increases inflammation and it can lead to sort of gut issues and immune issues. Uh, and also, uh, a lot of kids with eczema do have nutrient deficiencies, you know, skin integrity. To have nice, strong, robust skin integrity requires nutrients such as vitamin A and vitamin D and omega-3. And if these are lacking in a kid's diet um, or, as I said, in, in mum's diet um, for, for little babies, uh, then that has an impact um, and can be a contributor as well. Another point I want to talk about here is the hygiene hypothesis. Now, I've done a episode, a podcast episode, uh, all about the hygiene hypothesis, um, and that is episode six of the Natural Super Kids podcast, we delved into the hygiene hypothesis. So, if you're interested in learning more about this, definitely have a listen to that episode. And then the following episode, episode seven, which is called A Simple Way to Improve Your Kid's Gut and Immune Health, delves into some really interesting research that kind of, um, you know, involves the hygiene hypothesis. So, the hygiene hypothesis basically says that a lack of exposure to microbes in early life um, does negatively impact our kids' immune systems and their gut health as well. And when you think about it, especially over the last couple of years with, with everything that's going on with, with the pandemic, um, but even before that, you know, we have this real obsession with hygiene in the Western world. And by thinking about hygiene, we, th we think that we're doing the right thing by keeping the germs away, the dangerous germs away from our family. But in fact, there's a negative side to that as well. So, our kids need regular exposure to different microbes, a variety of microbes for healthy immune and gut development. So, when we are 
um, you know, getting rid of all the germs by using things like hand sanitizers and antibiotics and antibacterials and even processes such as pasteurization and um, pesticides and herbicides and antifungals, all these things that are designed to kill the dangerous microbes, um, our kids are getting less exposure to these. And it is thought to be one of the biggest contributors to allergies and atopic conditions. And I really love what Dr. Maya Shatreet Klein says about this. She's got a great book called The Dirt Cure. I'd highly recommend um, you you grab a copy and have a read of that. Um, but the way that she talks about this is that our immune cells are social and seem to have a quota for the number of organisms that they want to meet and greet every day. And without a stream of diverse microbes to identify, they become paranoid and target what does come through every day, like food. So, you know, she's basically saying that because we're not exposing our kids to this, this these diverse microbes, um, we're, we're getting rid of them from our environment, um, our immune cells start to, they get a bit bored. They start to target um, the things that are coming through every day and our kids are eating every day. So, that's where, you know, things like food allergies and intolerances can, um, can, can really uh, develop. And so, uh, you know, these things are all really important to consider when it comes to the development of eczema as well. One other thing I did want to talk about briefly is the use of antacids, antacids, um, medications for reflux in babies. So, this is huge. Um, you know, that these are prescribed a lot. Uh, it's quite scary, the stats on, on how, um, you know, how many of these antacids are being prescribed for babies um, for reflux. And the use of antacid medications in babies has been shown to increase allergies in children, which makes sense when you think about it because antacids are basically reducing the amount of stomach acid that is produced. And stomach acid is needed for the breakdown of proteins. And if we're reducing the stomach acid, um, then the proteins don't get broken down properly and they end up sort of moving through the gastrointestinal tract and um, and not being broken, broken down properly. So, when the immune system comes across these undigested proteins, um, it sets off an immune response, which can instigate an allergic reaction. Um, and so, there have been links shown in um, in in the research that link uh, antacid use in in pregnancy and in babies with increased allergies and asthma and eczema in children as well. So all of these things are are playing a part. So I think it's really important for us to be aware uh, of, of some of these con contributors to eczema, um, and. I really, you know, I, I just see so many families suffering with eczema, which is why I put together my um, eczema workshop, which I'm really excited. Uh, I, I talked about that at the start of the podcast. So, 
Uh, during this eczema workshop, um, you will learn my five-step approach and, and also be able to implement this five-step approach to, to treating eczema. And I just want to run through those five steps with you now so you can get a bit of a feel for, um, you know, really what's involved and what this workshop covers. So, the first one is gut support. Always, always gut support first, um, including some really interesting information about the microbiome um, and how kids with eczema have been shown um, in the research to have different microbiomes than kids without eczema. So, it is an important part of the picture and the gut is where a lot of inflammation sort of um, develops from gut issues. So, addressing that inflammation at the cause uh, is really important. So, that's the first step that we talk about in the workshop. The second step is uh, really implementing an anti-inflammatory diet. So, reducing inflammatory foods and increasing anti-inflammatory foods um, is really important for addressing eczema in kids as well. The third step is identifying and addressing uh, both dietary and environmental triggers. So, nearly all kids with eczema will have an allergy or an intolerance or a sensitivity to some sort of food that they're eating or something within their environment. So, it's really important to identify what those things might be for your child and then, um, you know, address those triggers as well. The fourth step in my five-step approach is improving allergy tolerance. So, we don't just want to remove uh, food triggers from the diet or environmental triggers from the diet, which can be really hard long term. We also want to be at the same time improving that allergy tolerance, which comes back to rebalancing the immune system and really improving that gut health. That's how we improve allergic tolerance. Um, and so, we want our kids to be tolerant. We don't want them to be reacting to everything that they're putting in their body. So, that's an important part of the picture as well. And then the fifth step is nourishing the skin, both from an external point of view and from an internal approach as well. So, making sure the skin has got all of the or making sure the body's got all of the right nutrients that it needs for healthy skin barrier integrity. So important when it comes to eczema. So, I hope that's given you some insight into some of those, um, those contributing factors when it comes to eczema. And I uh, encourage you if, you, if you are challenged with eczema in your family in any way, to head on over to naturalsuperkids.com um, forward slash eczema so you can find the workshop. We have an early bird special where you can save $20 up until the 22nd and including the 22nd of October. Um, so, go and check it out now. And if you're listening to this after that date, um, then the workshop is still great value. Uh, you get some really great bonuses. Um, so, definitely go and check it out. Okay. And we will, we will be uh, continuing this discussion in next week's podcast as well, really diving into some of the, the gut contributors when it comes to eczema and how eczema and the gut are so um, closely linked. It's always the place that I start when I'm working with families with eczema. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com, for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.